Hey, my guy. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me over. Appreciate it, dude. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Awesome. So, with that being said, who are you and what are you most thankful for? What are you most thankful for? What I'm the most thankful for is to be honest with be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, be the land of Canada. Because I came from India six years ago. Uh, just another immigrant. Oh, wow. With my family. Right? And before I left India, I've never been outside my country before. So. The only outside world I've seen is what I see on YouTube and TV. And you're 22. I'm turning 22 soon. Turning 22. Okay, so you would have been like 16. Yeah. Like, jeez, that's fresh. Yeah. Oh man. So I did majority. Like I grew up there, right? So right. Uh, I wasn't like where I was from. Like my friends were that there wasn't much. There wasn't much Western influence. I would right. say. Where in India? Uh, it's a state called Gujarat. How do you spell that? G U J. A R A T, and the city's name is Ahmedabad. It's A H M E D A B A D. Wow. So it's a pretty. Sounds different from here. Very different. Jeez. The lifestyle is it's like completely another world. They're literally yeah. other side of the world. So never sat on the plane before. Never seen so many white people at the same time. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> wow. The only uh, so. Jeez. It was it was pretty exciting. So it was, cool. a big, it was a big transition for me, and and like it was, if, if not everybody knows that India is still considered a third world country. So life is very very different. Mm-hmm. Things that are considered here to be the right of human, which is right to education. We all have free high school. Right. We all have free healthcare. None of that exists. So you have to pay for high school. Yeah, you pay for high school, and you have to pay for all the healthcare. And the worst part is that. Or here, there are public schools, right? We all, mm-hmm. the majority was with the public schools, just the government school, which yeah. has a really good standard. Mm-hmm. India is the other way around. Government schools do not have the best standards. So if you're going to mm-hmm. vote there, you're not going anywhere in the world. So oh, wow. the richer you are, the better schooling you can afford. If you're not so rich enough, all sucks to be you. Yeah, wow. So just being here and giving, being given the platform was like giving me another chance to improve my life. That, that made my whole uh, point of view of life to change, mm-hmm. right? Like, after coming here and I've been getting all those resources, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so thankful for everything. Yeah, no I only dreamed of, right? Right, because you have that perspective of not having not any having that, but still, that. and then coming here and like, wow. So, like, I, I know how it is, yeah. like, not to have a good quality education. Right. I know how it is, like, not to have a good health care. I know how it's like to not have a proper government system. There's no minimum wage system, by the way. So, there's... You could uh, go down the line very easily. So, so, because <laughs> I've, because I went to high school with you, yes. like tail end of it. Like yeah, I think I was yeah, in grade twelve yeah, and you were in grade eleven, or like I graduated. Yeah, I, I got here. That. I uh, I finished my not didn't finish. I left in the half of my grade eleven. Yeah. So I came here and I got you did my second, semester second semester when I was in grade twelve, and then yes. yeah. So yeah, because we have some mutual friends. Shout out Nick City and that kind of thing, right? Good, good guys and. We've always thought, like, man, you're a pretty smart guy. And do you th- would you attribute that to being more appreciative for the education system here because you know what it's like back there and you don't have as much of an opportunity there Absolutely. as you do now? Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the biggest things I struggle with, and that's what kind of will help our conversation transition into bioengineering. Because mm-hmm. a little uh, back in, my dad used to have a workshop. And uh, he was in the engineering industry. He was an engineer himself, mm-hmm. not the smartest guy in the school. So, right. again, like the education system there is very weird. 
So over here, when you go, we have a choice. Guidance counselors. There's no such thing like guidance counselors. You don't have a choice. You're told to take eight courses for entire every day. You go through eight classes. Right. That's it. You have no choice unless until you get into grade ten. Okay. So after grade ten, for your last two grades of high school, they're going to give you three options: mm -hmm. science, commerce, arts. All right. That's it. So if you want to do anything engineering or medical related stuff, mm. you go to science field. But you still take biology. Which I hate. I hated biology. Right. I, I loved physics. I had a great time. But they, again, like teachers are not as well trained as here. I mean, there are there are some great schools, but again, it's a matter of how much you can um, afford. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. I wasn't a uh, my dad wasn't the richest guy, so mm -hmm. you know I couldn't afford the best schools right. or the best tuition classes. And even education mm -hmm. there is more of a business model. Right. So schools wow. can only pay for a certain amount to teachers. And I had some great teachers. But again, like they are not making enough money from school because they want to survive. So what they do is they yeah. start their tuition classes on the side. And they will get the students from their classrooms like me. Like, hey, I'm your math teacher in class. If you want to do well in the class, come to my tuition classes. He will teach phenomenally. In the student classes, mm -hmm. and in the school, it's not so great. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to his classes, I get some extra insight on what kind of math problems that we get extra practice, oh, which are okay. mainly what's going to be included in the exam. Right. So they're like, if you want to teach your, if you want your kid to do better, send him to my tuition class. Um, and that is that free? No, stuff? no. Everything, nothing. Right, because like you said, it's a business. It's like tutoring with. Yeah, it's it's the more money okay. you pay, more classes you cover. And things like that. So I wanted to go in engineering since I was a little kid, but mm -hmm. I was more of a hands-on learner. I like to see things, I like to manage things, right. which wasn't allowed in my school. So if you're more like, and there's something wrong with being more academic person, right? Everybody learns differently. Mm -hmm. And over here, I remember when you first did class, they will give you a little, you know, a little small shit. You write your name and you write your learning preferences and what kind of learn. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, they actually care about how we learn. I haven't been like that in since my entire. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, teachers will come, they'll do teach their way. Right. They don't care about how you learn. If you if you if you like mm -hmm. if you go with their way, good for you, you'll learn mm -hmm. great. If you're a different learner, if you like more practicality of things like me, you're gonna have a hard time. Right. And I learned that way similar to you where if I don't I can't just listen to a lecture yeah. and transfer that knowledge and implement I need as like, best as possible. You know, it's like I'm not saying the teachers are in, uh, weren't qualified, they didn't knew their mm -hmm. stuff. But there is a very big difference in knowing something and able to communicate and teach something. Right. Like you could be really good at doing certain thing, but you cannot. That doesn't mean you're good at teaching as well. Teaching is another set of skills yeah. of transferring your ideas, what you know, right. in a way that the person across the table from you can understand. Okay. Teachers, right. I find the teachers in my high school, when they went at the school I went to back in India, they lack that skill at that time. Mm, so they were really, really well, not like very knowledgeable in that yeah. field specifically, but their ability to communicate it to the students wasn't all there. Yeah. Again, like when I watch, when I go to the tuition classes, mm. have, they teach phenomenally and they wow, right. it's so great. Like all of a sudden, from in high school, barely passing, I go to tuition. I'm like, I'm doing great. But again, like it all ends up being high school. Right. So, so what was <laughs> when you left India? Like, what was that? process about if you don't mind like talk me through yeah, like sure. the couple months leading up to the couple months so the way because uh, like again like you know being a Canadian it gives you an access to a lot of countries without a visa yeah to travel which uh, unfortunately India does not have do but mm -hmm. very limited places okay uh, not so much in the Western 
place. So usually you have to apply for a visa. Okay. There are different kinds of visa in order to enter a country. Okay. Uh, there's a visitor visa, which is kind of the easiest. You just apply for, hey, I want to go visit this country on a tour. Right. And uh, you submit your documents, you get your police checked down if you don't have any criminal records from back home, which is pretty easy to be manipulated, by the way, if you have money. It's a little bit of corruption, right? So back uh, in India, if, if you have a small charges and you just pay them, you get a fee and it wipes your record. Yeah, and then you can come here, enjoy your tour, and go back. So that's one easy way. Okay. Now I will get back to that in a bit. All right. <laughs> and uh, the other one is what you what we see here the most is uh, student visa, international student visa. Yeah. Which is another easy way to get into a country. But it's also one of the expensive ones too, because again, you have to students here pay three times the amount of fee that we do, international students, per semester and like per year and stuff like yeah, everything. Like everything. A course can cost us eight hundred bucks. It would cost me like three. Yeah. Wow. So it's for students, international students, are expensive. So you can mm. see, like you know, only the rich can afford. And there, there are some mm. not so fortunate enough with the mentality of coming here to make their life better. Right. But uh, I personally find, because I don't know about <laughs> other countries, but for people from my country, especially you see with Kimi a lot, there's a massive Indian population. Yeah. But uh, what I find, which I also don't, something I don't like about my people is uh, they don't come here with the mentality of learning something better. Like, because I came here with the mentality of, I want to improve my life. Right. Uh, so the education system was so much better. Which seems to be like the proper, right, like the way people should go about exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you know, my mentality, like my mentality was something like a global citizen. Yeah. You know. I don't judge anybody, like my mentality was like, hey, like, I'm here, I'm gonna be here for the rest of my life, let me make this place my home. Yeah. I don't know how people work, I wanna right. know how people do the things, what's the culture, nice. how people get around, yeah. and most of my friends at Lockerbie did like, I was lucky in my batch, nobody was Indian at that time, so yeah. I had to really get to infuse with the people, the local people around, right. which is great. And uh, so they, a lot of international students come here, but they don't learn the way of things. And I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, Canada does not have a culture. Canada, ha Canada has a great culture of respect, uh, being polite, being nice, and respecting everybody else, which is great. Mm -hmm. You don't see that everywhere else. No. But so some people don't seem to get their head around. They're only here to have fun, which I'm just like, you're yeah. wasting the opportunity that someone else could have to really Yeah, and you know use, some use of the people who could have or would use it better than exactly like some people who just throw their opportunity around. Great resources to do things and right. use it. Make the most out of it. Don't just yeah. simply come here to drink party, go to strip club, do stupid shit. Yeah. Like uh, smoke weed is legal now. So yeah. everybody from India is like, oh let's go to Canada. Pot's legal. Uh, <laughs> is that why you come here? <laughs> really? Uh, a couple other things I'd come here for. Yeah. Man, that's frustrating though that uh, one thing that you said from what you uh, were talking about back overseas was interesting that you have to pay for the high schools you go yeah, to. Yeah, you, you pay for everything. People complain about the pl paying for um, university. Like university now, student loans, everything. Is it still like a loan system there? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, going to high school is just like one thing and once your kid graduates from high school, now there's another tension. Like right. You can get into colleges. If your kid uh, does not have the highest grade and still want to go to that college, mm -hmm. you got to pay donation. Just not fees, it's donation. Basically, pay your way through the college to get a seat in the college. Weird. Um, so let's say if I want to go to uh, Laurentian and I'm off by 5%, right. and they're like, oh, cut off rates at 70, now I'm at 65, 
then they're like, okay, well, if you give us a certain amount of donation, which is hundreds of thousands of rupees, by the way, right. nothing like that's not like a few thousand rupees. Like, what's the rupee conversion? Uh, fifty rupee or fifty-five, fifty fifty-five is like a one dollar. Okay, it's a big conversion. Yeah, and that brings me to another way of getting into the country, which is work visa, right. or uh, work visa. It's also tough to come in through work visa. You can only get a work visa when mm -hmm. an employer from here employs you, and you're from another country, and they send you an employment oh, letter. Like you send an application, they hire you, they hire and you, then they, they send you an application, and, and then you got to uh, submit that to the government of Canada and apply uh, for a visa. But cool. with these three categories you get no benefits of what the locals get. So no healthcare, no uh, other, any of the Korean benefits. You're just here oh. to work. And if you're working, you pay tax. Obviously you get tax returns, but you don't get any benefits. That's so fun. And the so one- if you were coming in, sorry to cut you out of the room, yeah. from out of town, or from, <laughs> if you were coming in from India, and we were working at the same exact place, yeah. I would qualify for the benefits Zero local. Yeah, person. but you wouldn't be. I would. I won't get free healthcare. But I. Would. You will, because again, I'm not a citizen or a permanent right. resident. Right. So. What our company gives us, say, we each get a certain amount of benefits. Yeah. You what, would qualify for those. Yes. Oh, okay. What the company gives you is separate from. Like, That's the company yes. providing. So they Companies pay. pay for it. Uh, okay. If you have company covers your insurance, good. then it's good, right? It's you can go to a walk-in clinic, and mm -hmm. once you get a big bill, it goes to company insurance, right. and you know you kind of get your money back. Yeah. And the other most important category is what we came on, thankfully, is a direct permanent resident status. So. Since Canada is still like considered a growing country, right? Oh, 100%. Just to give an idea, if you take the entire population of Canada, it's still less than the entire population of the state I come from. And the state is like less than half size of Ontario. Fuck. So you're squeezing everyone Dance. in Canada. Dance. And half in Ontario. What? It's still less than what I come from. And the population is still We're like, yeah, we're here about roughly 33, 35, 35 million. A million. India is like 36, 37 million. Like just that state. Just that state. So yeah. the overall country of India, how what's the population there? It's, I think it's Roughly. one point five billion. It's the second most populated country in the world. Yeah. Besides China. China, eh? But it doesn't have the same land mass. So you can imagine how much dense the cities and towns are. Yeah. That's incredible. Jeez. Yeah. Direct permanent residence. Man. So since Best the, option sounds yeah, like Yeah, but it's also the toughest one. Not the toughest one, but like it, it is, it's, right. a, it's a big process because um, back in 2010, when we first applied, uh, Government of Canada started a federal skilled worker program. Mm -hmm. So basically, the Government of Canada does a survey and they feel like, okay, like, you know, in certain parts of Canada or everywhere in Canada, we need certain skilled people. Right. So, so the category was teachers, accountants, uh, and a couple of categories. So my mom had a teaching background back in. Nice. So she qualified for that. Sure. Oh, cool. It was all just like, okay, just try, see how it goes. Right. And luckily we got accepted. She had qualified, we accepted, mm -hmm. the process started. And usually it was supposed to be a fast track process. It yeah. should be done within eight months, eight to nine months, we should have a peer status, or visas and the passport, mm -hmm. so we can apply to come over here. But that ended up extending to three years. Okay. So what happened was uh, during that time, there's a lot of other people from India who were trying to process and things were a bit slow. You know the procedures like sometimes the process yeah like all the pressing can take a little time here so other people were pissed they started doing court cases on the canadian embassy in india 
okay. So the Korean embassy of government got pissed. And they were like, you know what? All the new procedures will stop. And yeah, well, they just started doing the old ones, but okay. they started declining most of them. The other challenge for the biggest challenge for us was uh, the financial part. Mm -hmm. So the government of Canada, for everybody, yeah, it's always so the government of Canada was like, "Okay, yeah. you're coming from another country here. You're applying for PR status. You've mm -hmm. been qualified, but you haven't got it yet. So before you can get a PR status, you need to show us that you have a minimum uh, balance in your bank account equivalent to fifteen thousand Canadian dollars." Okay. So their point of view is basically like when you come here new, you're not going to get a job right away. You know, you need to have enough money in your account to, to sustain. sustain for at least six months. Okay. Because you will get find some kind of work within six months, but until then, you need to find a place. You have to pay rent. Nothing's right. free. You have to pay for your food. Okay. So you know all that you need to show is that you have right. enough funds, so you don't come back to us and be like, "Hey, you called us, but we don't have anything." Kind of thing. Right. So makes sense. It wasn't the toughest part, but when you turn that fifteen thousand dollars to multiplied by fifty-five, is what we had to gather in rupees, which yeah. was I think uh, fifteen hundred thousand rupees. And uh, so we didn't have a very strong financial background. Mm -hmm. And again, like I guess hey, like you had to pay for everything. We could barely save anything. Right, you're not just like everything's free up until post secondary. Yeah. It's like you yeah, know, pay, you for pay for everything. So you know. And there's like hard to save that way. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's any tax returns. To no, you just fix the amount of tax you pay. Yeah. You pay, and that's that's it. And uh, so more. Yeah, so huh. going through that, so we like we sorry we thought of lending money, mm -hmm. but since we didn't we didn't have the best best paying jobs, and parents didn't have the best paying jobs, right. we didn't have the best financial situ situation. We can only get a certain amount of loans from banks, and again, they come with interest. Okay. So we borrowed money from our uh, families, relatives, and we put together. Fifteen hundred thousand rupees. And okay, it's only for a short amount of time, so we wanted mm -hmm. to pay too much interest. But that's when the Korean embassy stopped the process, and it extended to three years. So for three years, we had to pay interest on that fifteen hundred thousand rupees. Oh no! Most of which just which wasn't even ours. Yeah, it was all loans. It was all loans. So, like, I remember one time my mom telling us that the amount of interest we were paying is more than our family income. So we had to start cutting down on a lot of things. Like I was going to school and had like a, and then we didn't have, again, school buses are not free to you to pay for that. So I didn't have a school bus, but I was in a school van, like little minivan, they'll transport kids from home to school. Yeah, like shuttles. Shuttles kind yeah. of thing. So I'm um, like, you know, don't worry, like, I, can, I, can, I can bike to school. Yeah. So we stopped the shuttle, but then I had to bike to school like 10 kilometers away, right. 10 kilometers back. So that was fun time. Oh, I bet. And, uh, so one of the craziest thing, one of the things happened was, uh, well, one of our family friends, he was an investor. Mm -hmm. So he was like, hey, like, he, he was giving monthly returns. His main investments was in uh, Forex, like foreign currency exchange. Cool. And I think it was going well, my grandpa was interested. He was retired, so he invested his right. like Every month we'll get like 4% interest on whatever he invested. So it was pretty good. Like he might as well, since the procedure has been extended and it was three years, but at that time we didn't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. So, we started in 2010, and uh, well, okay, we'll just take all the money that's not ours and mm -hmm. invest it in somebody else who okay. will pay us 4% monthly interest, which will help us pay all the interest, mm -hmm. plus we have some extra amount, which we can save nice. aside for buying tickets and all the shopping we'll have to do once the visa uh, arrives. Okay. So things are going well for like about six months. Six months to, for, for a while, I think it was, you know, 
it wasn't the greatest, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the guy we invested all the money to had a loss, so he ended up doing a fraud and ran away with all the money. So what? Like, Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. That's that's literally what happened. I'm like, holy shit. So all the money that's not even ours, we invested it so it can help us make our life better. The interest, we can pay off the interest. Again, the interest on 1,500,000 rupees was more than our family income. So we invested that. With that interest, we can pay off the interest and save. And like, swear to God, that was the craziest time of my life. And How did you guys react to that? Well, we were in shock for a long yeah. time, right? Because like, how are we going to do now? Because we owe the money. And now we have none. Yes. It was crazy. And uh, at the same time, we got a medical call from the government of Canada. And basically what it means is when you get a medical call, and this yeah. is very positive, you can get your PR soon. Okay. We went for the medical uh, medical test. We submitted it just to make sure we don't have any contagious diseases, major diseases we'll bring to Canada. Mm-hmm. It passed. And after the medical passed, Thank they were like, okay, then now we need to have the money in our account. Because if we don't, then we won't get a visa. But we don't have the money. It was all just scanned. It was all gone. What? So at the time, my grandpa was retired, and his only uh, life, uh, I think, property was his house. He sold the house for a cheaper rate. He gave us 1,500 rupees, and the remaining, he bought us a little apartment somewhere closer to her other daughters, and we took that money. We finally got a visa, and then we came here. Wow. So after being all that through my life, uh, every, every day here is it's, it's, oh, a, it's a blessing for sure. What the f- dude? That is intense. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> We're like two years apart, and you've gone through all that, and I'm just sitting there walking to school, taking the bus every day, <laughs> spending money nonchalant, and Jesus, that's heavy. Yeah. Wow. And after we came yes. here, we uh, first and obviously we didn't know about such separate existence, so we obviously gone to Toronto, mm-hmm. where we had uh, we didn't we didn't have family members. We were the first from our family, but we did have some distant relatives we knew, uh, yeah. people in the same community as like my last name Brumba, the same community. So we reached out to them to kind of help us find a place to stay. Like as soon right. as we got here, uh, we rented out an apartment in Etobicoke, Toronto, and then a month nice. after that, my father he made a little accident with the black eyes because again. I've never lived under 10 degrees in my entire life, and I came here in November 2013, and oh, it's like already minus one. Oh, oh, cool. Like, this is cold. Yeah, it was. It was now I'm minus 50 last <laughs> winter. <Like. laughs> now I'm, I'm minus one, and I'm not to drive. Yeah. But, uh, Jeez. Now you're probably used to it. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to it now, but that, I remember <coughs> so, you know, I'm in the plane, and we're over Toronto, landing the pilots out okay, We are almost at Toronto, Canada. The outside temperature is minus one. I'm like, holy shit, minus one. I said, I'm doing my jacket on, my gloves on. I walk out of the airport, I'm still fucking cold. I'm like, holy shit, like, it's, it's too cold. Because I've never been under yeah. 10 degrees in my life. Where'd right? you fly from to Toronto? Like, where in India to Toronto? So, from my city, we took a domestic flight to Mumbai, the biggest Mumbai, international yeah. airport in India. And then from Mumbai, we took flight. We went, uh, it was like, since you're going half around the world, you can't just have a continuous flight. No. You you can, but it's we, there wasn't a service at that time. Yeah. I can now imagine. there's occasionally some direct flights. I want to know which flight, like what flight you think goes the longest distance. I think there is Air Canada. Sure I heard about Air Canada doing like in summer months because there's so much in population to visit India in summer. Oh uh, right, coming. So they do like a direct flight from Toronto to New Delhi, oh, uh, yeah. the capital. But 
Um, either way, it was like a 24-hour flight time too, because we go to, uh, from my city to Mumbai, the biggest international airport. From there, we get into Jet Airways. It's shut down now, but we fly to Brussels, Belgium. Yep. Oh, it's like a six hours hold. Then we catch another flight to Toronto. That's cool. Yeah. Did you guys see a bit of Brussels or like six hours you just kind of kicked in the airport? Well, we can't really go out of the airport, right? So oh, yeah, we true. saw what we saw from true. the airport window nah. and uh, the airport windows. Yeah. Yeah. But, I always, I'm not the biggest fan of that kind of stuff. Like those layovers always bother me because when I was going flying to Ecuador, we had like, or sorry, on the way back from Ecuador, we stopped in Bogota and the layover was like nine hours. And we're in the airport for nine hours. I'm like, I want to go explore Colombia. No, no, couldn't leave an airport. God, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's uh, incredible. Yeah, so we uh, here, my dad had a he slept on the black ice, broke his wrist. So, like, oh, cool, can't work anymore. So, okay, like, let's just find around. And that's one of my biggest life lessons I learned uh, at that time was when I started growing up. At that time, was uh, so I'm okay, cool, I can work part time, so I'll go find a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the people we uh, help us kind of have a first hand, and I'm like, okay, cool, can you help me find a job? I don't really know how to apply. Mm-hmm. So, I just make a resume, start going up to places. And there was another fellow in. Uh, who owned a pizza pizza store in uh, Toronto, somewhere? So he was like, "Okay, cool. Like, you know, I don't really need a people, but since you know a friend of mine is insisting, I'll give you a job. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll get trained first, and guess what? I'm not going to pay you for training because you're not going to give me any uh, revenue. Like, okay, cool. Me, like I'm fresh off the boat. I have no idea. Like, Literally, yeah. Get paid for training here. So. Yeah, we- so it was, uh, we landed in 26th of November, it's almost November end, so I just yeah. started. What year was that? 2013. 2013, right. So right. December 2013, I kind of started working at this pizza pizza uh, without getting paid, obviously. And uh, so I'm there doing my things, and then uh, Christmas time comes, rush comes, and I'm in mm-hmm. the front, like punching on the screen. And he's like, oh, I need you punching fast, like two, three weeks, and then I'm like, hey, are you going to give me a job? He's like, uh, no, no, you're not trained yet, you're not trained yet. And after one point, I'm like, fuck it, like, you're not giving me a job. I'm not working for you. And then I realized he got some free labor from me over the winter time, uh, Christmas time, because it was Christmas what? season in December, right? So I'm just there in the front, trying to, uh, hoping that, oh, I'll get some, I'll get to finally get a God, job after damn. this. Damn! And That's just, frustrating, dude. The guy just oh put me God. off, and I'm just like, well, whatever, I guess. And then, uh, one of our. We worked for three weeks. Yeah, about three, four weeks. Three, four weeks, roughly, without pay. No. In the name of training. No, I would not fly here. Yeah, which oh, I later found out found was completely out. illegal. Like, oh, we illegal. That yeah, yeah, you can sue them if you want. That. I'm like coming for you. <laughs> well, again, taught me some valuable lessons of how to, you know, how the real world works. Real yeah. world is not about sunshine, and that's what kind of I realized about your parents. Because <laughs> until a certain time, they kind of act as a filter, right? filter everything out in the world that comes to you. No, parents? Yeah. yeah. And then, then when you go on your own, you, it's a different story. Yeah. And then we come to Sudbury finally because uh, some motel owner needed a family slash couple to stay at the motel and run the and motel. Yeah. And uh, okay. it, was just, it was a sweet deal for That's us. That's pretty cool. Because we didn't have to pay rent, we didn't have to pay bills. Right. Parents uh, just worked. Yeah, we just worked. That's pretty cool. Uh, the only thing we had to pay for was grocery. We got an apartment to live in. Yeah, that's fine. It was fully furnished. We didn't right. have to buy anything. Right? It just kind of came, started working. Right on, buy oven, fridge, yeah. appliances. So, 
uh, I went to an English medium school and entire from junior kindergarten to grade 11, so mm -hmm. I was able to understand things pretty quickly. Oh, okay. So I kind of learned how to do the front desk job. And right, then, you didn't have to pick up English when yeah. you were 16. Like, I still had a pretty thick accent when I came here. Oh, but yeah, I, I worked on getting improved to where I am right That's now. Good. So sitting at the front desk, I learned how to like check people in now, like yeah. how to do all the front desk, you know, motel managing thing. Yeah. And then meanwhile, I was not supposed to do the job, so just kind of learned it and then helped my mom because the owners were in a rush and they needed somebody to jump on. Right. So they started working out and then I, that's when I started Lockerbie uh, in February, the second semester. 2014. 2014. And cool, I, that was my last semester there. Yeah, and I walked into school nice. and then the first thing they asked me, like, so, what do you want to do in life? I'm like, really? Like you actually care about what Thank I want to do in life? You give a crap about what I want to do. And like, I want to, I was one of, I was going to go into engineering. And they're like, okay, yeah. cool. So we'll put you in a tech class. I'm like, wait, what's a tech class? Like, will you learn how to do a part machines? You learn how to I'm like, you learn AutoCAD? Really? I'm like, wow, that's my dream come true. Because I've never done a practical yeah. thing in my life. I'm like, nice. wow, this is so awesome. And then that's when I went to Mr. Coolest's class. Right. And I had a yeah. great time. Like yeah. grade 11 tech class, grade 12 tech class. And I was having a fun time. Like using machine building things right it's because always, it's so new yeah you're so enthusiastic about it because it's something true. i always wanted to do right and yeah. like, the guys with yeah if you don't you want to go into engineering you don't need right. biology take the biology off yeah i'm like really so because, I don't, I don't, right because in india you had to do certain yeah courses, right? i had to do a bunch of them like i wasn't really interested in that. and mm -hmm. I, I was doing what i liked what i interested right. so automatically my had put focus on what i was doing in school so I had a great time. Cool. That time. Uh, grade 11, yeah. 12 was great. And I had some party culture here, right? And you need grade. to do and go experience party culture, no matter where you live. And then thanks to an amazing friend of mine who hosted a house party. I'm yeah. sure you know Shannon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's a sweetheart. That, that, was, I think that was some of the best times. The house party. I've never seen a house party before, right? It wasn't a big drinking right. culture in India too, so when I started drinking. No, no, okay, okay. I, can, I can handle my alcohol. Like, this I great. enjoy this. I enjoy yeah. it. It was, it, was, it was a great time. Ah, it's dope. And what was it like, your first uh, house party? Like, not, not the party itself, like, what was your experience like? It, it, was, like, it was great. I'm like, wow, like, people do that thing here? Yeah. You only see that in Hollywood movies. And I'm like, I'm, it was something I didn't imagine. Like, as a kid, halfway across the world, I was even watching the car, I wish I could do that. Next thing I know, I'm actually there. Yeah, you're not playing, you're not having, playing a movie, you're just... I'm having all the fun. Like, it's it's like, like a, you guys do all the dream. Like, right? yeah, and all, this, all cool. the uh, kids I went past, I'm like, oh, hey, how are you here? Like, you want to have a beer? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, great. That's great. Right. Nice. So, yeah, that's was pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. That's a really cool thing that you got to, like, <laughs> you got to come in and do all these new things that, I guess, we're so used to that we don't, like you said at the yeah. beginning of the show, we just kind of accept and they're just a part of all our culture yeah. but hearing from what your perspective is it kind of makes it sound like a lot of us are just taking it what we have now for advantage taking advantage of it feeling I mean, more entitled yeah. well like we're entitled to free education it's like we were, if i was in india i would be paying a hell of a lot more exactly so like, that's what i like to tell everybody all my close friends always say like you know the life we live here is literally a dream of billions yeah. Like, not even millions, billions across the world, not just from India. Like, you know, free education, yeah. free healthcare. Right. Like, a lot of people from different cultures living together, having a great time. Yeah. Right? It's, it's all a dream that right. people literally just dream of. And here we are living in it and taking it for granted. Yeah. How in high school then did they prepare you to transition to becoming a mechanical engineer student? 
It was uh, it was a mechanical engineer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was a bit of a journey, that's for sure. Because uh, when I came in grade twelve and came, because you know in the beginning of the semester you start applying to universities yep. and like, things are done. Time was getting a bit lot quicker for me because I was not used to. Like, I was still getting used to the new system right. here, applying to universities and all yeah. the procedures and. I wasn't able to keep up with everything, and I'm like, you know, I think it was going too fast for me at the point. I did apply to a bunch of universities. I went down right. to the OUFC oh, Fair, checked out the uh, cool. other universities. It was really cool, but it was a little, a little too quick for me. I still need to kind of adjust to my surroundings. Yeah, there's a lot. It was, well, it was a lot to take in. Right? And if I would have started from grade nine, it would have been a different story. But starting from only doing half of grade 11, and then jumping straight into applying to like Now you got to do all this. Yeah, I think decision I, making. It was a little too quick and uh, confusing for me at the point, right. at the time. So I was talking, okay, like I might, and she's like, oh, that's totally fine. I can do grade thirteen and one. Like you know, mm -hmm. do grade twelve. You feel like you didn't do well in some courses. You can do grade thirteen, repeat them, and your marks will get changed with new marks. Like wait a second, there's like, that something like that because I can do another year of school and like and for free and for free. Free. my GPA and yeah. uh, get a better chance admission school. Really. The dream. The dream. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So that's something I was, then that's what I planned to do mm. after that. And, but another, another tragic moment I had was uh, December, I think, when my father all of a sudden passed away. And that kind of hit me like a big shockwave, right? Because like we were so new and we we're finally mm. like building our base and then just a wave comes and knocks it all down, right? And, and when was like, that? Like you guys hadn't even lived here for a year? Yeah, like we literally just finished a year, like just finished here. And my parents were at the motel too, right? So like it was a 24 hour job. Like we barely went out because you live there, you work there. Motel opens 24 right. hours. So the only time we'll go out is to do some groceries. And uh, one school or yeah, twice, so. like my parents went out to some cultural festival kind of thing. Yeah. Besides that, they just stayed there, lived there, worked there. Right. Lived but it was work. a good deal for us because we had so much debt back in India. Yeah. Like, you know, so you're probably years. making a good amount more there because you have less to spend. Yeah, we have less to spend. So yeah. we all, whatever we were making, majority we were sending. And again, like, was, we had an upper hand because like, each dollar is at 55 rupees in India. So so converting it back. Converting it back. It developed. Paid off quicker and you probably so, yeah. yeah, it We paid off. Uh, so we were in debt like what, 30, 100,000 rupees because 1,500 was we took from loan from banks and the people, mm -hmm. but the 1,500,000 was my grandpa gave me, my mom's right. dad. And you guys probably paid that back after, right? Yeah, well, we just still haven't paid all that back, completely back yet. Oh, still? Because we finished one uh -huh. year and all the external loans were paid, right. and also my father passed away, and we had to stop working in the for my dad. It was a two-person job, I can't do it, because mm -hmm. it keeps reminding me of dad. So at that time, one of my mom's distant cousin living in Toronto, they really helped us out with getting all the funeral done because we had no idea how to do things, right? Right. And that's another thing. When Indian funerals, I can imagine, are a little different. Same well, it's just the same. The uh, cer spiritual ceremonial yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they helped us out, Karen. Again, we didn't have that because since we were paying off everything, we didn't we weren't prepared for any of these things, right? We didn't have any backup plan. No. So they were planning to move to Toronto because the year was done. They paid off all the external loans of the moment. Okay, they had so much heavy education background, want to make that use, make a better job, mm -hmm. and live a better life. But you know that got screwed over. So we uh, so we moved out, because when I was at can't work anymore. So it was happening in December time, so we spent all the Christmas and mm -hmm. like, New Year's in Toronto, going out, you know, getting all the funeral and all the things done. We come back, and I was like, I can't work there anymore. And the owner's like, yeah, cool, we understand, it's fine. But again, we had no place to stay. 
Right, you were living where you're working. You yeah, you're not working there. We didn't have any furniture, there. not even a mattress. We just had some clothes, some utensils, and some blankets. So a friend of mine, meanwhile, doing the like, grade 11, 12, I started working at Quizlums. Yep. Uh, another owned by a fellow Indian guy. Yeah. That happens to be a family friend of ours. Oh, really? He paid me at the time. No, <laughs> that's kidding. Yeah. Well, that's paid. good. I'm assuming, like, the Quiznos. Uh, Quiznos on the side. To... I think oh, you and Mike and Angela came by one day. Oh, yeah. A long time ago. I love Quiznos, man. So, Take it, su- suck it, Subway. I can eat Subway sandwiches, especially compared to Quiznos, bro. So, of course, working there, I made some good friends and a bunch yeah. of other international students. That's when I came to know the struggle of international students as well. So, I called one of the guys and I'm like, hey man, like, I need a place to stay. I got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Like, I'm living in this building with a bunch of people, but I was looking to move out to another apartment. We can share. So, it was two students, two bedroom apartment, and my mom, my sister, and I. But again, it was no furniture, so all we had was just blankets on the floor. And it was back in January, it was getting cold with the basement apartment, hard flooring, sleeping was not the most comfortable thing, but I think for two or three months we had like no bed, no furniture, nothing. Wow. So I started back to school, but then again, like, where am I going to set up study? So I just, we bought a, was inflatable mattress that we go to camping. No, oh, yeah. So I had a boss. I was nice. using the boss to put my laptop on. I was doing my homework there. Oh, wow. Because, like, all I had for furniture was one lamp we bought and some blankets yeah. that I used to sleep on Jeez. in the hall, and that was about it. Raw. Yeah. So, it was, it was a tough time. Like, my, my mom was broken down, and okay, like, fuck, I got Yeah, I can imagine you guys are all a little significantly beat up after yeah, that. So, it was wow. like, you know, I got a man up. <laughs> Now the house could take the charge, and that's when yeah, I started that's working yeah. more uh, intensely. And then I started first started working at a motel at front desk because I had some motel experience. Mm-hmm. Worked there. Which we motel? Uh, Best Western. Okay. Yeah. But I can. They only have eight hour shifts. I could only work on weekends, right? Because mm-hmm. weekdays gotta go to school. Yeah. So then um, later on, the help of Shannon, uh, she helped me get the Pizza Hut. So nice. Yeah. That's I spent yeah. work for two years there. Yeah. Uh, first year I just did regular work, and the next year they made me a manager, which is great. Right. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a big pay difference, but I'm not okay. Like the manager on the resume will help me go to other places. It's a leadership position. It's a leadership yeah, position, like and that, yeah. at a young age, will will kind of help me out. Mm-hmm. And then, shout out to her for that. Yeah. So, and then I did a grade thirteen. Yeah. And then got my grades up a bit. You know, uh, started focusing more into what I need to do tomorrow and what should happen in the past. Meanwhile, nice. I helped my mom to find. It better place to work. Right. She finally found a full-time job somewhere. Nice. No way, nothing, nothing special, but it got the bottom line. Right. So we finally got a four-room apartment. So we kind of moved into the apartment. Still didn't have much of furniture yeah. except for a mattress to be bought off Kijiji. Right. But things were mm-hmm. getting slowly, slowly better. We were getting out of the phase and getting to an action phase. And yeah. then that's when I started university. Nice. As I mentioned, um, 2016 September. But during that wow. time, I learned a lot. A lot of people we made became family friends with here, like we fell into people that did change towards us. Because before I had a father, now they looked at me as a kid who's always looking for help. So you know they were kind of like, like yeah, you know whatever, not a not a big deal. So what? Sorry, in spring two thousand or fall two thousand sixteen, you started at uh, Laurentian. Laurentian. So for timeline, just to get. My facts straight for everyone listening and watching, right? Can confirm this. In the span of three years, you moved from, you had, you had somebody scam you and your family out of money so that, so 
during your transition process from India to mm -hmm. Canada, still managed to get here. Get here. Okay. Yeah. You got scammed in Toronto because you just didn't know better. No, none yeah. of you know, like knew the system, right? Absolutely. Right? And like, it's not your fault. You didn't know. Yeah. If you don't know, you're like you said earlier, like now you know, right? Yeah. And, and then with the passing of your father and then with like everything breaking down, still like understanding how it all goes in the span of three years, this whole timeline, it's all like the, sounds like the most absurdly huge learning curve. It was. That I can't even like comprehend. It really turned me from like a kid to boy to like a man. In the span of like maybe three years. Three years. 2013 November, I landed in Canada. 2014, uh, then 2014 January, I moved to Sudbury after getting scammed by the pizza guy. We worked our ass off for a year in a motel. It's a 24 hour job, too. Yeah. So we'll be sleeping and somebody will ring a bell. Like, hey, I need a fucking tissue paper. And, and you're like, ah, uh, your turn, Eric. Right. 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 Yeah. I tried, tried to do what I can to help my family out because we're working in a motel. Right, so you're not from, just going out buying booze and partying while they're hustling. Because I'll come from, they'll come back from school and they're still getting the house cooking done. Sometimes the house cooking won't come, so they'll have to do the rooms, clean the rooms themselves. My mom's right. got to cook for everybody clean up the house inside, clean up the rooms outside, yeah. and it's a 24-hour job. So when I come back from school and have some free time, okay, mom, I'm gonna take some break, I'll sit at the front desk yeah. and I'll manage the reservations. I, at the at the evening, I'll help them to kind of do the, you know, sell down all the cash out, and whatever the procedure we had to do before mm -hmm. we shut down the office. Really, that kind of went for a year. It was it was still like, you know, hustling, grinding, but it was, at that time, okay, things are taking a little better turn. And now a year mm -hmm. after that, 2014, December, my father was in passed away. That brings everything down. We moved out, no place to live, find a place to live, nowhere to sleep. So we just kind of putting the blankets on the floor, blankets yeah. on top, and sleeping that way. You're using sleeping. like your mattress's box as a desk. Yeah, I'm using a mattress yeah. box as a desk. And it was winter time too, so like, you know, it's, it's already, not the warmest outside. It's already gloomy outside. Oh. We're sitting inside, like, okay, what the fuck are we going to do with our life? And uh, so that's, uh, that's still. 2014 and then 2014 fall, I go back to doing grade 13 while working pretty much full time in Pizza Hut, mm -hmm. trying to pay for things and then like 30 hours, 24 hours a week. Yeah, 24, 30 hours a week. Nice. While still going to high school, and then like yes. I already did majority of my courses to go towards getting admission to engineering. Right. So I was only repeating a couple of calculus. Okay. So you didn't have like full days of heavy. No. But the courses you did have were. You wanted, obviously, to yeah. do well, so you well. probably dedicated a lot of time. I dedicated a lot to it, and I was doing way from cold at the time. So yeah. Uh, you know, because somebody told me that you have physical health will kind of help you better uh, mental health. Because uh, I'll just, you know, go to gym. I was doing workout club at the, uh, uh, from club at the time in Lockerbie. Yeah. So I'll just go and I'll take all my anger off all the way. Like, you know, Smart. Damn, these, damn, damn. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then get yeah. Yeah. That was nice though. That was one thing I really appreciated about the schools. They were very good with like in the morning before class, I'd like play basketball for an hour or at like lunch or during my spare, I'd be like, hey, can I open up the weight room if it's not open? They're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's so just, at that time, like, uh, like especially Lockerbie helped me out a lot. Like all the principal, vice principal, guidance counselors, mm -hmm. they kind of all knew what I was going through. So they were really out there looking out for me and trying to help me stay on the track. Because after I came back and Great 12 second semester, like I was just downhill. Like, right. I wasn't able to focus on the just class, the, like, you know, I was, was kind of there, wasn't really doing anything. So, right. like, I'll have frequent meetings to get the council, making sure I'm like, hey, Harry, like, want to make sure you're on the track. Like, like dude, you know, on the track. 
uh, do this, to do that. We need you here. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And it was a great learning curve. It changed my personality completely. I was an introvert before then. Now mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert. I'm going out. Like meeting people, I have no problem yeah. talking to people. I have no right. problem taking on leadership role. And now, why do you think that is? Do you think now it's like uh, I've been through all this shit? What can somebody like? Yeah. What what is it? My attitude changed. Like the worst thing that could happen to me has happened. What else? Yeah, no kidding, eh? Like know. multiple times, the worst possible thing in a scenario yeah. could happen. Hey, I, we're we're making progress. Well, all your money's gone now. Yeah. Right. And so I've seen all this worst shit. I'm just like, you know what? It's like, what else you got? Come, on. come at me. Come, come at me. Yeah. Like, Jeez. My attitude changed. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna live every single day, one day at a time. I Literally still have goals that. in the future I want to do, but one day right. at a time. And I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work hard. And what goals do, would you like? What is one of your main ones? Well, one of my main Big picture ones. Uh, ones right now is graduate <laughs> engineering. But I also, I not not in just engineering because I was good at math and science. Right. I want to be an engineer. This is grade eight. I'm like, I'm stuck on. I want to become an engineer. I want to build things. And currently, with all the things going on in the world, global warming, climate change problems, world populations on the rise, we don't have a proper source of energy to provide to everybody. Things like that. I would like to use my engineering knowledge once I graduate, become a professional engineer, to guide towards kind of do things that will help the world better, make mm -hmm. a better place, like just a better man for everybody kind of thing. I don't right. want just want to do engineering for me, but for you want to do it for everybody else to benefit. From, yeah, I want to build things that can help right. society directly, directly, either mm -hmm. way. Like, for me, I want to be successful. I want to be a big person. Absolutely. But to me, it's not about having money. Yes, I want to make money. Why not? I love money. Right. <laughs> I have so many problems in my life yeah. because of money. So Because of money. Yeah. I want to make a good amount of money. Yeah. I want to have a nice and house. And I know, you, I, like, I know you will. Like, I want to have a nice house. I want to have nice cars. I like yeah. I love cars. I'm a car person. But above all that, for me, is work satisfaction. I want to reach a point in my life that every day I come home from work and I guess I did something good. Today. Like you're proud of what I'm you're proud doing. Of what I did. I'm, I'm satisfied. I feel happy. Like I did nice. something like better out of my life. And every time I look back to where I came from, I'm slowly getting there. I would say. Mm -hmm. Right. And with bettering the future for people and being proud of your work and everything, I think when you do, and I firmly believe just purely based on the way you're conveying your mindset and your energy about what you're passionate about right now on my podcast, I think, well, I am 100% certain, and I'll bet my life on it, that like you will be <laughs> beyond where you believe, you, where you know you want to be. I think you will supersede what your goals are. And I can say that like without a shadow of a doubt, 100%. Because like you said, right, you're like, well, what else you got? Life. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, after that <laughs> mentality, was like, after like, we kind of made out from all the depression <laughs> phase and got out there and started making make more friends, starting seeing more of the world. Because until then, like, I was in Canada, but I, was re I wasn't really living in Canada. I was too busy getting all the other shit figured, figured out. out low, yeah. And so after that, I'm like, wait a second, like, you know, I just realized that uh, I live in a country where I didn't, I didn't, I knew nothing about outside world. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and now I'm in a country where there are people from all around the world here. Like, you know, I want to live my life. I want to enjoy my life. Because one thing one of my uh, my father's dad kind of taught me, because it was, was he didn't knew that it was come. It was all of a sudden, heart back in the morning, passed out, went in coma, 99% brain damage, done. Right? Just heart attack. Yeah. Just, oh, can't foresee it. We, really, it, it right. The doctors couldn't tell what happened because he never 
came out of coma. Because <coughs> he would have came out of coma. Oh, man. You realize, okay, like what kind of caused it. So I'm like, okay, like none of us know when we're gonna die. It wasn't the last day. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I wanna do everything that I could I could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. So I wanna understand the world. Like there's so many people. There are people from a Russian background, there are people from European background, there are people from Spanish background, Italy background, mm-hmm. there are people from India. I already know, I already am from India, so I'm gonna put that aside and focus on everything else right now. I wanna learn. Don't come back to me. Yeah. Like I wanna learn, because yeah. my, my mentality is like, you know, if you're from a certain race, your race is not the only race in this world. No. You, not if you're from a certain country, your country is not the only country in this world. You're not the only person in this world. The world is way bigger than you can imagine. 100%. And all of us are just part of, I mean, people, the people who are patriot, I respect them. And they're also people who are obsessed with their culture. Right. And you will, I'll be, I'll be honest about my own people, Indian people, you find a lot of Indian people, that like I see them many times when we have a gathering, like, oh, like, our culture is the best, our way of doing things is the best, India is the best, then what the hell are you doing here? Why you came here? If you think everything people do here is not the best. Yeah. Like, they criticize it, like, oh, like, you know, Oh, their culture is not the best, and then what the hell are you doing here? Mm-hmm. That's my kind of funny feeling, like, you know, it's like, imagine, if, let's say, uh, if you're relatives, right? Yeah. Or if you're just friends right now, mm-hmm. and you invite me over, I'm like, hey man, like, like, I moved to Vancouver, if you ever come by, come over to my place, right. where I want you. So, I come to stay at your place for, let's say, a week. And now, in my place, if system is like, I leave my dirty clothes inside of my corner, in my room. And someone will pick it up and do the laundry for me. So, but if I come to your place, you have a different system of doing things. Right. So, am I going to still stick to my way of doing it? I want to respect your way of doing things and I'm going to follow your way of doing things. True. Right. Okay, I get that. In my place, if I'm not respectful to uh, my parents that much, because I'm like, I don't care, they do my thing, blah, blah, blah. But if I come to your place and the thing is you have to be respectful to everything. Even if let's say even if you're like a billionaire and you have like a bunch of servants, butlers working mm-hmm. for you. And if I'm the same as me, but I'm not respectful to my butlers. But in your house, you tell me like, hey, whatever you do at your place, I don't care. My place, everybody gets equal so, amount of respect. Right. It's the humbling way of saying my house, my rules. Exactly. And more professional way. You gotta respect that. Yeah. So yeah. my way of seeing things like if you're Good leaving point. I left my country behind thinking of to make a better life out of myself in Cape Canada. Mm-hmm. So, Canada does not ask me to forget my culture, forget my religion, forget not my religion. No, they just expect me to like, bring the best things you have to offer. And that's what and this ex- freedom thing is about. And, ex- right. and accept and respect the things that this country has to offer. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Right. Why not? Right. Uh, okay. That's, that. People sometimes would like, why do you even think like that? That's, that's kind of my way of coming. Mm-hmm. So like, I might do change and, you know, enjoying everything that this place has to offer okay. every day. I meet new people, I do things that I used to be shy when they, before, like, as I said, I used to be an introvert, so every time I'll see in school, like, leadership people, like, oh, like, I wish I could do with them, I'm, I'm too shy, I'm not going to do that. Nah, it's the reverse. I'm like, mm-hmm. something that things like, oh, I'm afraid of it, I'm going to do it right away. Right. Whatever, why not, right? It's one at a time, one moment at a time. Yeah. It can't last forever. Exactly. All right. Man, that's pretty cool. That's a good like perspective you have on different cultures and everything. And even when I've done my traveling and stuff, back to your point of we can't, there's no way to measure how insignificant or small of a human being we are compared to the rest of the world. 
Exactly. Right. It's so tough to understand how big it is that that's why when I like traveling so much because I like understanding you and reminding see myself how different people exactly see the world. right, and you're able to understand how small, how little of a space you take up on the planet, mm-hmm. and overpopulation is a thing. But there are some places you can go where you wouldn't believe it, right? Exactly. And so that's why I think, to your point, we gotta make the most of like this opportunity. Actually. I think you have, and you have the mindset to to make it even better, better for you, which I think is mm-hmm. eye-opening for me, and I can imagine even more eye-opening for people who haven't like travel as much or understand or willing and i think it's i think everyone should listen to this and watch this for the sole purpose of they need to understand somebody else's perspective and you were able to share with that three four year timeline the amount of shit that took place and you still just kind of walked through the fire and now you're like fuck it that's my attitude right now. Yeah, and it's and it's a productive attitude. It's not like, oh, fuck everything. It's like, yeah, no, fuck it, let's do it. Like you know, right. like 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 I don't judge, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. My goal is like my sole goal right now is to make my life better, right, in any way possible. I want to try new things. Like I met new people because until then, like I was only limited to. Indian people group like I, I was more comfortable with my own people yeah. and like wait like I want to experience as you should people. though yeah well, it was normal but I'm like if I'm coming here and there's I want to know this place I want mm-hmm. to see this place from what how you see it or how right. Nick sees it how Shannon sees it how my other friend sees it yeah. how like some random guy walking down the street sees it yeah and I can only do that if I get out of my box mm-hmm. right as I say like you're not the only person Indian culture is not the only culture in the world no so I want to experience different cultures, and mm-hmm. I want to make, I want to learn from different cultures. I want to accept all the cultures, and I want to take the best from all the cultures and make my life out of it. Right. Because I, I know my culture very well. I know what mm-hmm. things are great and what things are completely stupid, idiotic. So I want to leave that those things behind. Right. And I want to take the best out of it. I want to take the best out of Canadian culture. I want to right. take the best out of you. Whenever I meet you, I'm like, oh, the guy has a great attitude. Yeah. Like, you know, he just goes at things he wants to do yeah. most travel. I'm gonna take that attitude, I'll take some run some from you. Right. I'll learn some from somebody else. And like I'll kind of assess okay. and like, hey, this seems great. Right. I'm gonna keep that. And after that I have just a big bundle of things. Right, and you make it all your own, craft it your own way and, yeah. and then I use it. Get at it. Exactly. So now with your engineering, what's it you're in your second year? I'm Third? in my fourth year. Fourth year. But I got two more years to go. Okay. I'm doing like an extended Okay, cool. So, you competed in an engineering competition. We briefly touched on this when I invited you on a week ago. Yeah. And can you expand on it more for everyone so they understand yeah, sure. what? So, uh, as I started, it's like uh, engineering fall 2016, mm-hmm. and with the same attitude, I want to meet new people and explore new skills on this whole world. So, just uh, an orientation, I met a few guys I saw. I saw them around my class. I'm like, oh, hey, this guy seems to be in one of my classes. So I'm just going to go up to him, talk to him, like, hey, wait. You know, I'm Harry, what's your name? What's up? Right. Yeah. So I met some, uh, met a couple people that way, and then uh, one day our program coordinator came to one of the class and was like, "Hey guys, so there is an Ontario engineering competition. Basically, what it is is like a, a real life scenario cramped up in a miniature way to give you an experience of your little glimpse of mm-hmm. what real life engineering world looks like. So the overall point of is that you were given a scenario, which is your challenge. The scenario is like a 
you have to build something. You're problem solving. Right. It's a scenario. That's your, that's your forte. You're like, man, I get to build something. Let's go. Yeah. And that's something yeah. I was born to do. So, so you guys, okay, like, there's a scenario in which there is a problem that needs a solution. The solution is mainly you developing in a solution, building something, right? right? So for that, there was an internal competition and Laurentian. So first, second years are juniors, third, fourth are senior teams. You, everybody register the teams, they compete within there, and whoever wins it, the first place, no first, second, third, whoever wins the first place will get to represent Laurentian and Ontario in competition. So the scenario at Laurentian in the competition was uh, there is a big, uh, a big snow track, mm -hmm. right? Snowstorm. It was in January time, so snowing pretty hard. Yeah. So they just made a little snow track outside, uh, behind the at the time the cliff building built and didn't exist. So it's kind of a little snow track, like a 20 feet, 30 feet snow track. Okay. And the challenge would be to build something and go over the snow track, and this, they just make up scenario. Like one point, there's a base you want to travel. I want to supply all the goods and stuff on the other side of the track and make another right. base. So you just have to make a transportation device that can go on the snow track. Okay. And uh, you're yeah. given limited amount of funds, mm -hmm. imaginary funds. You don't have to really have to pay for things. And there's a shop. Like again, you don't have to pay for any of that. Right. It's like so monopoly money. Monopoly money, money kind for of example, thing. Yeah. So this gives everybody has a budget of fifteen dollars, mm -hmm. and everything in the shop has a price. Right. Per thing, some have a bag like you know bulk price, something have a per piece price. So your job is to make a device that can go there, travel on the snow track, and make as far as possible. Yeah. Uh, has to be cheapest, has to be most practical, okay. like it has to work. Yeah, and sense. you have to make a presentation on it, on like how as a team you came up with that device. So just imagine you're trying to sell your idea to a, com a client mm -hmm. and who has a problem. So you gotta do it. And we will get assessed on the cost of our device testing, practicality, yep. and presentation. How well are we able to sell our idea, basically. Mm -hmm. So we are given four hours. So we know you cannot use any man, right? You cannot just Google up an idea. It has to be you. It has to come from your head. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So we're not allowed, like, Googling ideas. So you have to, like, as a group, we have to come up with different designs, choose the best one, start. Uh, we need to have a 3D design of mm -hmm. it. And then we have to make a prototype, just what we're going to run. And we build it. We and then we have to cost analysis, all the material. Like, let's say, for example, I need rubber band for making something one, uh, run. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot buy individual rubber band, but I have to buy a third bag as a hundred pieces, but it comes for one dollar. Whether I used all the hundred pieces or not, because I bought it, it it's one dollar towards my cost of my building. Right? Mm -hmm. So you have to work smart, kind of keep the cost low, and still make, still make right. the thing work. Okay. So we did testing, we, uh, our device kind of wasn't the farthest, but in the testing, whoever has a top three, like whoever makes the most farthest, right. will go in presentation round. And then after that, based on your presentation, how well are you able to explain something? Cool. You want to sell something out in the market, you got to show that why people should go buy your idea and not there, even if there is a little cheaper or goes further. For example. Right. So. Okay. We did the presentation round, and we weren't expecting, but we won the presentation round. No shit. So, and it was all first year, right? We were all first years. Yeah. So then, University of Fiji, in Ottawa, competed the Ontario Indian competition, competed every single university in Ottawa, uh, Ontario. So, Waterloo, Queens, McMaster. All the big Western, ones with those UFT, all the big, engineering. And they're all engineering students, right? Waterloo had two teams there. Right? Waterloo A, Waterloo B. And we were <laughs> there. 
and we will go in that's the auto fancy hotel we all roll in nice, suits, nice right? and we're just looking at everything and then finally again yeah. i go back and give the flashback to back in india because i used to dream about wearing a nice suit going into a nice yeah. fancy hotel staying in a nice room yeah. and i'm like wow i'm there you're like yo let's go the best thing is i'm not paying for it right oh <laughs> man i can only imagine it was, and then over there we had to design something that can go an obstacle track mm -hmm. Uh, something that's completely like we cannot uh, steer it, right? We have a battery, yeah, we turn yeah, the switch on, the thing goes, has to go up and down ramp, take some bumps, turn left, turn right, 90 degrees, go up the ramp and land safely. And we have designed all that in six hours, again, without internet, making all, all your own stuff, tested, same principles, testing, cost effectiveness, and how like, can you present it. Right. And we go, and then again, we were up those big schools, right? And all my team, and then some of them were also second year students because it's first and second year junior teams. And okay. usually from other schools, second years will easily win over first years because a year ahead. Right. So we were like, okay, like, guys, there's no way we're going to make it. But like, we want cheers for an experience, great learning experience. So we're at the banquet hall, all dressed up in a suit, right? And then prize announcement comes third place, Royal Military College. But, okay, great. Second place, Lawrence and Junior Design Team. And we were just like, no way this is happening. Let's go, baby! And first place was Carleton University. They're, yeah. And they were also the one who hosted the competitions. We were like, yeah. well, you know, no big schools. Like, where's Waterloo? Where's UFD? Where's Horizon? Where's McMaster's? Where's Western? Carleton's is engineering is intense. intense. So we just learned at the time that really it's not a depends on the school, it depends on you, how well can you... It wasn't because Laurentian's name was there, it was because it was you guys. Was team, how right? well we worked, how well we yeah. thought. It's up to you, yeah, it's incredible. not the school. Right. It's you who win. And yeah. then they were like, okay, the top two teams get to go to Canadian Engineering Competitions in Calgary, Alberta, a month later. And we were like, yes. So what was Calgary's competition like when you went to uh, the Canadian Championships? It was very different. Uh, it wasn't, uh, as, as going to Ontario, mm -hmm. I think... Uh, Carleton University, like they hosted it, and they set a really good standard for how conference should be held. And it wasn't the same, but it was still a great experience for us either way. Right. Uh, we we were the fourth. We were runner up. We're the only one from Ontario, so we didn't place the top three, but we still came pretty high up. Top ten. Uh, we were yeah. We were fourth. We were oh wow. So the fourth in Canada, the only one from Ontario. That's so not too bad. So there, there was, it was Did you guys beat out Carleton in the yes. second one. What? And nationals where it counts. Well, like we didn't, we didn't come with the, we didn't came back with the certificates. We had nothing to brag about. But like uh, when we talked to the judges, they were like, and it was great because the uh, judges gave us a really good insight on why we didn't place. But there was also a lot of last minute changes that happened during the competition and what we had to do. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, kind of throws throw some people off in a good way, as it wasn't the best way. Right. So. But either way, it was it was a great time. We were we I get to fly to Calgary. Yeah, you never been to Calgary. No, never been to Calgary. Stayed ahead. <laughs> Flying all around Canada. Yeah, I stayed at a nice hotel. Again, dressed to the nines. Nice, nice, nice dressed, nicely dressed up. It, it was, that's your standard and everything. Exactly. It was. Ah, oh, let's go, man. That's hype. With the hotel, we were on the Radisson on the the airport hotels, which just mm -hmm. across the airport. We could see in the morning. We'd see one side from the planes flying away. The other side, we'd see the Alps, Alps, Canadian Alps in the distance. Yeah. It was pretty nice, and we were just at the, there was a hot tub, pool, sauna, gym, and a nice restaurant in the hotel, so that's where I kind of spent most of the time during the off hours of competition, right. which was which was a lot of fun. Nice. So, again, great learning experience during that time. And oh, then, absolutely. And then uh, we come <laughs> back, and at the same time, uh, 
uh, a friend of mine who was in the engineering student council mm -hmm. uh, at that time, and we went to I went to Ottawa again uh, just a week uh, for the first weekend of I think February. We're in Ottawa for Ontario engineering competition, and the yes. second weekend we go to Ottawa for a first year integration conference. So there's an engineering student society at every single engineering university in Canada, mm -hmm. and so all the engineering student societies in Ontario are kind of governed, not governed, but like you know connected by a provincial engineering student society called ESCO, Engineering Student Student Societies of Ontario, and it's all about like you know student governments and how to get involved and how to make your student life successful as an right. as an engineering student. It was a great learning experience for me. Again, like I'm there suited up all the time, attending sessions, right. attending conferences, sitting in a nice hotel, and exploring Ottawa with the rest mm -hmm. of the kids from all over. Right, Ontario. Ottawa's about my favorite city to live in. So. Same, same, same here. So I had a great time, and I learned a lot about student studies and yeah. leadership and everything like that. I'm like, nice. you know what? I wanna, I wanna go for it. I wanna, I wanna do right. it. You wanna make the most of this. I wanna make the most mm -hmm. of this. And so I had talked to a friend of mine who was the VP external. There are different positions, and he was the one responsible for taking us to the conference, attending the conference, representing Laurentian. So we were there. I'm like, hey, when I get involved in the council, that gave you can run for elections. I run for VP social. Mm -hmm. I was in charge as a VP social. I was supposed to be in charge for uh, running. Activities, social activities, organizing them, yeah. planning them, and so great. But a day before, so we had spent all summer planning. But then a day before the school started, a friend of mine who was president, uh, he had to step down for mm -hmm. various personal reasons. And so there were two options: they could either someone from the council can stand up in the council to be the president, and he was willing to switch to whoever stood up. Or if nobody from the council wants to stand, you elect somebody. You, you do go general election. And my point of view was like, you know, this is too late for a general election because we spent the entire four months planning. So except from the council, nobody knows anything of how to run things. So bringing a new person just caused a lot of time, damage to the planning. And nobody want to stand. I'm like, you know what, I'll stand. I'll, I'll nice. take the opportunity. Everybody voted in favor. So a day before the university started, we switched. And I became the president of the council. It was the first time doing something like that was, mm -hmm. I mean, I was nervous because it was a lot of things yeah, I needed to digest, but it brought me a lot of new opportunities. And I worked a lot with the director of engineering, had a really good relation with him, learned a lot from him. And it was also good for me to make my image out there, like, you know, from a crowd of 500, 600 engineering students. Right, they just out there more. Uh, you know, they got a chance to shine out of the crowd, right. uh, planned conferences, went to conferences. That's, that's another year. I had to go to a conference in Vancouver, and then a conference in Halifax. So within like a year, I yeah. went to Ottawa twice, Calgary, Halifax, Vancouver right. conferences. You're exploring the country, and it was traveling the country while dressing to the nines, exactly. making moves, and it was all I love fun. it. It was all paid. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. That's like, even better. Yeah. And I would say like back in the day, it was a dream about all these things, yeah. right? You know, to fly around, go to a nice hotels dress up, attend conferences, and have this fancy lifestyles, and I was living it all. Mm -hmm. But then, like like this, so, again, like, life can turn around like this, you just gotta be there, you gotta be prepared right. to accept what's coming up next. Right. Like, never focus on what happened, focus on what mm -hmm. can happen, and what can you do about it. Mm -hmm. Success is a combination of opportunity and preparation. Well, when opportunity meets preparation, that's what you have. Exactly. So, if you were to do now, reflecting on everything you told me today, what would you do over if you had the chance? 
What would I do over? Yeah. Well, if I had the chance, I would uh, maybe like I I think of this many times. Like if I could go back in time and do something differently. At the same time, if things weren't folded the way it did, I wouldn't have been here. Right, you wouldn't have the attitude and the mindset. That so I would have. Okay. There's many hard times. Like in, even universities, like. I struggled in some courses, I failed right. a couple courses, I redid them, got them away with it. And sometimes I wish I could go back and change it. But all that thing is adding up to build an attitude that I would need to become a successful person I want to be in the future. Right. Okay. And like the way I see failures, it's not about like failure is not the end. Mm-hmm. Like every failure is a chance for you to make a bigger comeback than ever before. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you see it, how you, how you accept it's it, mindset and, thing. Yeah, and yeah. how you get back to it, right? Because mm-hmm. the way I like to see failure is, uh, before we all see failure as a bad thing, like, oh, you failed, you failed, blah, blah, blah. I'm just thinking, uh, like, here's uh, like an example that I made out of my own, is this example, you know, if you can remember, remember where you lived, mm-hmm. and where Lafferty was, mm-hmm. and there's this one efficient way of getting it from your place to school, the majority of the place in that area will take it. It's technically the efficient way of doing it, easiest way of doing it. But after a while, and so if you leave early enough, you'll get there early enough. So imagine mm-hmm. that, make, turn that into a race, for example. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Right? Let's see, Let's see everybody taking the same path who get there first. Mm-hmm. Someone who gets there first is like, oh, smartest guy. Number one, number two, like, you know, you're number one, you get the gold medal, yeah. right? But what happens in real life is all these kids, they only know the one path from their home to school. Mm-hmm. But unless you, let's say if you fail, right, you didn't go there early enough, you just, uh, screw it, I'm gonna go take somewhere else. You try different paths getting there, right? This path didn't work for you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a little detour, maybe I'll try that, maybe i try that. What happens after certain tries when you finally succeed is the person who succeeded the first time only knows one way of getting there. The person who failed a couple times or failed once, tried different ways and then succeeded, knows possibly, if not all the ways from point A to point B. So in real life, for example, you're taking the you know, same efficient route to go from your house to school, and there's construction, traffic jam. Mm-hmm. Guess what? No mm-hmm. one can get there any early. But you, you know other ways. They're a little bit longer, but you can go as fast as you want. Mm. It's a detour, but it's going to go as fast as you want. What happens? You get there first before everybody else. And nobody will ever think about it because they just don't know the other way. Right. So if something goes wrong, and that's real life, right? Mm. Real life is not a straight road. And Anything then, can happen. Right, and to your point, the difference between us all being in a race versus us all like trying to get to school, we're all coming from a different place, but we're all trying to get to the same one. Same one. Right? So it's... We are all on our own journey and we all just want the same like happiness, success, financially secure. We all want these things and we're all just trying to find our own. We have to find our own unique way. There is, you cannot, you know, something that will work for you will not work for you. Right. Vice versa. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's one, some things that annoys me about people is when they start comparing their problems. (sighs) I have so much shit in my life. I'm like, you have no idea. Like when I was going through all the hardship in my life, I always tell myself, there are certain people out there who have worse Hard to imagine, probably, in those times, but, but still. But still, like, I've, I've heard stories, I've seen, like, uh, one thing I needed to do during all that, you know, tough time I was going through, because my mom was broken down, and I didn't want to go cry part of her, because it would break down even more. Mm-hmm. So I had to find find my own 
source of motivation for me. I had to find a way to self-motivate myself. Right. And that's when I started going on and kind of reading the articles. And I had the access to the internet, so I was going out and reading the autobiography of some of the successful people in the world who had it the hardest in their lifetime. And I learned a lot. And it was my attitude developed from those people's stories. They were like, you know, don't give a damn. Like, shit will happen. Focus on where you want to go. Don't focus on what happened to your life. And there's always someone who'll have worse than you. There's always someone who'll have it better than you. There's always someone better looking than you. There's always someone smarter than you. You will never be the best because there's no such thing like perfect. Doesn't you're perfect in your own way. So don't compare yourself. Don't compare yeah. your problems. Yeah. Like you were the best version of yourself, but I'm the best version of myself. Exactly. And everybody's different. Because like the, com- the ability to compare, I think, is silly. Nobody should compare. Exactly, because like you know, something that's hard okay. for you may not be hard for me. Right. But something that's easy for you, super hard for me. It might be challenging for you, right? I think I've seen you can do rock climbing. Yeah. Right. I cannot do that thing. I will fall off. Right. I, I cannot hold on. That's super yeah. hard for me. But engineering might be too hard for you. Yeah, it'd be a little bit difficult, but my uh, pay grade for sure. I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I wouldn't everybody... challenge those competitions that you would. Like, mm-hmm. and like you know, you cannot. That's your forte. Judge a fish ability to climb a tree. Can't judge a fish's ability to climb a tree. I saw it on the internet somewhere. Yeah, it's good. It's a good quote, though, for sure. Right. You cannot accept someone to do something. But everybody have their own ways of doing things, right? So right. respect everybody's way of doing things and don't compare to yourself. Because you think you're better than everybody? No, you're not. At what? Yeah. Because you're not. Exactly. Yeah. It's a weird outfit. Uh, so what is one quality, real quick, that you believe it takes to be successful in your program? In my program, one quality I really think is uh, determination. Determination? Determination. It's very easy to have a thought of having giving up. Don't give up. That's a really secret to anything. Yeah, it's, I think so. Like, don't be afraid of failure, right? Like, own it. Don't, like, start pointing fingers at things. Like, this is why if you feel like it's sound weird, but if you're successful, there are many reasons and many people while where the reason behind why you are where you are. Right. But if you fail, the only person to point at is yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you were like you know whether you failed in a course or you failed in a relationship when you failed in anything, right? You always reflect and you always can find like things that I could have done. Like I mm-hmm. failed a course, and I'm like I wish I could have done the assignments. I wish I could have, instead of just kind of giving up too easy because I'm too tired, and mm-hmm. just take a couple extra hours and grind it hard. It's not easy. Good things in life do not come easy. No. It's, it's like, you know, going to the gym and making, working out and trying to get the best body of a dream of, right? Like, everybody wants to have the big chest, big shoulders, nice biceps, six packs, eight packs abs, but you can't just go to the gym and lift it in. Ta-da. Yeah, you, you can't lift. You can't work out when you're motivated. Because here's a true story, everybody. Um, I only ever want to train. Like I trained a lot of jujitsu and I weight lift quite a bit now as well to supplement it. But I've never. I think about maybe forty percent of the time, maybe four times out of ten, I actually want to go. When it comes to weightlifting, jujitsu is its own thing. That's more of like a love, but. If it's something like weightlifting, I know will make my jiu-jitsu better, will make me stronger, which will make me healthier. I've never really ever gotten up and been like, oh yeah, I want to go to the gym right now. 
It's like, I don't want to lift heavy ass things for an hour and a half, sweat, feel uncomfortable. But then you tell that voice to take a hike and you get your gym bag, you get your headphones, you hop in your car, you put that car in drive and you go to the gym and you work your ass off and you get back. When you do it on the days that you don't want to do it, that's when that, it works the most. That's when it works the most. It just like life is just like Good a weight trim, right? Yeah. You look at the weights, like imagine, you know, like you or you, life is your time in weight room, mm -hmm. and weights are the problems. If you want to build the better out of yourself, you gotta go face them, lift them. Yeah. Shut up, don't run away from them. Don't bitch about it. Like at first, it would tough, like oh, like thirty pound can't do it. At one point, you get strong enough that mm -hmm. you can just throw a thirty pound dumbbell right. off the room. Yeah. Right, you gotta face it. You gotta, it's it's mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable. It's hard work. It's not easy. It does. It's not, it's not easy, quick. But it's all worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, dude. And you say you can apply that thing in any program, whether it's engineering, medical, arts, doctorate, anything. Things are not easy. Uh, you are there as a student. Like I've seen a lot of people like, oh, I don't get this. You're not supposed to get this. That's why you're here to learn. You're not here to mm -hmm. show off. It's anything. okay. It's okay to not understand. It's yeah. okay to not get something in yeah. reading the first time. Right. Don't get frustrated if you don't know. Exactly. Because you don't know. Because you're there to learn, work hard. Like, if something happens to a lot of kids who come from high school or like, you know, 90% hired people and they're used to having things done easily, mm -hmm. quickly, understand better, they come here to struggle, like, oh, this is not happening. Yes, come on. This is the university. This is not high school. Right, this isn't a joke. This isn't a joke, right? right? Like, teachers, and that's another thing, right? Because teachers in high school are very well trained to teach, but university professors are not trained to teach. They have their bachelor's, master's, PhD, right. and they're good to go. Right, so like what you said with uh, referring back to the way people teach in India, they're good at the scale, not, not the greatest so teaching. Their universities, like I've, I've had some phenomenal teachers, at the same time some teachers right. are like, I don't give a damn, I'm like, but yeah, pay. Like, that's where you get salary. Yeah, it's like a pay for you to give okay. a shit. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> life, right? It's not always, it's not always mm -hmm. the fair, it's not always easy. Get used to it. Fight it, mm -hmm. work hard. Yes. So, we'll finish off with. Um, I won't ask you that question, but who do you admire most? Like, who's that one inspiration right now that just drives you to have this mindset and drives you to have these goals? It's not one person. Definitely my mother. Yep. Because she has done a lot of things back home to get me where I'm right here. But besides her, there are, I think a little bit of everybody I've met. Nice. I like that. I learn from everybody. Everybody has a different life story. Let's say some things are hard for you, mm -hmm. easy for them, some things are easy for them, hard for you. Right. So I've learned a little bit from everybody who I've met, and that's what helped me make my attitude. That's cool. Accepting the way you see people, other people see the world, and kind of just say, taking a little bit from yeah. everybody. Like, last teacher, you're all part of life. Yeah. There's always something to learn from everybody. Nice. That's beautiful, man. So. I want to thank you very much for your time. This has gone very in-depth, very heavy at times. I appreciate your story. I value your, our friendship, and I can't wait to see where you go from here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.